Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for another episode of Adventures in Careerland. I'm your host, Adriano Magnifico. I'm the career facilitator in the Louis Riel School Division. And we're broadcasting from the Arts and Technology Center, the Broadcast Media Program, which is one of the 13 gems in this program. I talk about them all the time. It's this place where students get this extra special level of training and skill development in applied arts and technologies. This is a really cool program, the Broadcast Media Program. They make all kinds of podcasts. And I am super happy and always ably joined by these two student producers, Akira Sakaki. Akira, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? All right. And I just pulled you out of a session. They're, they're planning some work. We'll ask about that in a second. And Zoe Kruzik, how are you? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Hey, tell us what's going on in the broadcast media program. You guys are streaming. Here's what I want to ask you in the end. Let me ask you, uh, rather than the generic question, let me ask you a more specific question. We know in Louisville School Division that the sporting events go on in the building so teams can play teams but they all have to be vaxxed and they have to go through those protocols and all those kinds of things and you do a major service to the division and to parents in general because you guys are streaming these games from the gym so parents can watch them in the comfort of their homes or from their phones is that correct yes. yeah yep so um basically yeah as you said any school in our school division the Louisville school division that is a high school and is playing currently volleyball we have people stationed from our classrooms broadcasting their volleyball games every night so yeah well our, our day doesn't end actually till late late like i was at uh windsor park last night till 10. the windsor park collegiate yeah i was at windsor park collegiate till 10. yeah i was at a school one time and i didn't get home until like 11 30. Yeah, and so, I'm, I'm back there. Now, yeah. talk about practical on hands. Like, you guys are setting up what? Tell us what you're setting up at those schools and what great service you're providing. Like, the service is obvious, right? Hey, we get this, not obvious, but we get to see it and we get to see it streamed and what a great way to see my kids. I can't go into the gym. What kind of effort does it take to set that up? And what do you have to do to set it up? So basically, um, I guess like the basic setup would be a laptop and then running a software called vMix on it that is the software that we mix the audio and the, like all the graphics we put it all in and then from there it goes to YouTube plus the camera and our tripod that's like the basic setup so when you go to each school and you're doing this in all the schools yeah and you're yes. having to man or I guess that's the wrong word but uh, run run a person all these things <laughs> yeah uh, to, to take care of all these things right you're having to do all that work so that's kind of amazing right yeah uh, and you're there very late how do you feel about all that tr all that work you're doing and the training you're getting how do you feel about it uh i enjoy it um sometimes it does become a lot because it goes like like i said like it goes over a lot of time like we don't finish our school day finishes at 3 15 but our school work can go up till 10 o'clock yeah so we could get home at 11. like for example you pulled me out of the session today we were setting up that's for our football setup for the provincials and finals and everything's going on that's like a what a Six computer, five camera, you know, yeah. huge, like, two-hour setup thing. So you're kind of a mini TSN. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. 
We're I definitely that good. So you guys, and, and that's the beauty of the program. The reason I bring this up is what I like about the Arts and Technology Center is, and in, in other institutions like it that offer applied training, um, is you do it. It's hands-on. You're not, you're doing some theory in book, but the real majority of your work is done hands-on, creating, putting it together, trying it out, and having real audiences. Is that fair to say? Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's probably the best yeah. thing about it because uh, I've learned really quickly that like I'm a hands-on learner. I prefer to learn things and um, just do them immediately rather than learn something and never actually use it. So that's probably the best thing that's come out of the program that's hands-on. And of course, Akira has told us if he could, he'd redo the education system. Oh yeah, I say it. I've probably right? mentioned it at least once every podcast. <laughs> that's right. The education system sucks. This is how I do it. Anyway, I'm super glad. It's my privilege to have you both all the time working with me, and you give extra dis discretionary time to work with me. And of course, we have to applaud the great professor or teacher that you work with, Mr. <laughs> Mr. P, Mr. Plaintink, right? Who really sets this up and is a pro in the industry in an you know. On, on his own and, and who, who, has, who has incredible experience in the industry. So you're really lucky to have a mentor like that working with you, agree? For sure. Yeah. What does he bring to the table for you guys that you always understand? When you have to interact with Mr. P, what do you know you have to deliver for him? I would say experience. He has a lot of experience. No, what do you have to deliver? Oh, what like, do we have to What okay. do you have to make sure when, he, when you're working with him, what do you know, what do you have to bring to the table? Professionalism for sure. Okay. We have to be on the ball with when we're working with Mr. P. Yeah. He expects us to be like there and ready whenever he says to do something. We got to do it immediately and it has to get done well. Yeah. So you got to be really alert. So how does that hone you? Does that make you a better person? Does that make you stronger? Zoe, what do you think? I, I, I think it makes us stronger because it makes us, I guess, think harder trying to figure out problem, like problems or things that go wrong maybe. Right like, on. Just to figure it out. Well, you nailed that, Zoe. There's so much problem solving in this program. Yeah, there we go. That you have to work on and, and bring to the table all the time. Because it's technology. Does technology ever go wrong? I don't oh. know. Yes. Okay, yeah, literally <laughs> yes. yesterday. The, okay, so we had people, pretty much everyone had games last night. Uh, yeah. For Mars classes. So uh, we had people at Dakota. That's me. That was me. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you can talk yeah. about it. Yeah, go for it. What happened? So the inner internet halfway through the first volleyball game it stopped working so YouTube wasn't get getting enough video from our program to keep the stream going like smoothly and it turns out the IT guys at the school were um, updating computers so that was taking up all the bandwidth from the internet so Mr. P I called Mr. P and then he had to call the IT guys and they stopped the they had to stop the updates so we could stream properly like the division decided that at eight o'clock last night at dakota they would update every computer in the building and yeah. that takes up a lot of internet internet that we need to be able to stream yes, yes fluently from our laptops onto youtube but that's just your sense too of here's how this industry works here are the pieces we need here's the skills we need here's the technology we need and you're making a call saying it must be something like this it must be things like go this. wrong all the yeah. time yeah. yeah yeah like uh we told we brought it up a lot of times because we use actually data when we're uh, broadcasting football games, we're also mm -hmm. using data. Mr. P was talking about how uh, if you, for example, like over 10 gigabytes of data, then your data gets uh, slower. Yes. Like gets 100%, yeah. yes. like it, it gets awful. And then you, uh, you're kind of in a jam. If you're mid-game and your data's like that, it passes the 10 gigabytes, it gets awfully slow. I was oh. debating on using my data last night. 
because I was oh, just really? getting tired of the internet problems. Would you okay. hotspot that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would have. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Hey, well, you know what? We will talk about this more, but this is a great program. I'm glad you're in it. We have a guest today, special guest. Very excited. I think this program is going to be a doozy, even though you started it off so well. How, how cool is all this information about the broadcast media program? I'm always amazed by what you do. Our guest today is Angelica De Jesus. How are you, Angelica? I'm doing great. Hi, how are all of you? Oh, thanks for coming in. Angelica, you know what? We got her out of bed this morning. How exciting was that? <laughs> because, and, and we got her down to the, our studio. She's live with us. We're so excited. We're wearing our masks. We're all socially distancing. We're all doing the right things. We're, uh, I've, I've bathed myself in the, in the liquid down there. Have you, have you noticed the liquid, how smelly that stuff is? What liquid are you talking uh, yeah. about? Like, like the, the hand uh, sanitizer? The hand sanitizer. Oh, the hand sanitizer. Oh, the liquid. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we have a shower. The Arts and Tech Center, we take a shower as we come in. It's, wow. it's, a, it, it's a little odd. Disinfecting station. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we're all, we're all making sure we're always safe all the time. Angelica is, a, is a, a Glenn Long grad from 2019, but she's also a graduate of the hairstyling program. She's done a lot of interesting things. So when you were in school, Glenn Long, 2019, are you thinking back now? That was a long time ago. <laughs> it was a long time ago. It's not that long ago. I like how you guys say it was a long time ago. Don't even ask me that stuff. I'm going to talk to you about 1992. That was a great year. Of course, you know, you guys are going, oh, my gosh. Uh, when you're thinking about your time at Glenlawn, what, were the, what, what kind of student were you? Were you a hardworking student? Or did you participate in the activities? Tell us more about your high school life there. Do you recall? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I was a part of the music program. I was in choir for four years. And then in my last year, I was also part of vocal jazz. And uh, that gave me a really good opportunity. We were invited to go to Quebec for a jazz festival nice. that year. And then um, I got to work with the WSO um, quite often when I was a child as well. Oh, that's fantastic. So when you, you think back, so that was your, your, major, your major interest in high school, along with the academic programming, which is always solid at Glenlawn, was the music programming. So what kind of, what, what did that do for you in terms of you as a person? Why were you into the music so much? When you left Glenlawn, did it make you stronger in, in some way? And how did it do that? Um, music programs and like performing programs tend to be very uh, kind of, people tend to be very um, aggressive. It's very, <laughs> <laughs> so there's a so, lot of competition. So it, was it WWF? You guys were... <laughs> No one, was, was, no one was in a figure four leg lock or anything, were they? No, no. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, there was a lot of competition, and it, pretty, it really um, set me up for like hairstyling, where there's a lot of competition, and there's a lot of people going up against each other, and just like types of things like that. I never even thought of life that way. So you guys That's are thinking true. that you're in a program at Glenlawn, a music program, there's competition in there for what? What are you who are you competing with and for what? Solos. Oh, you want the solo. Oh, you want to be the star. I've had three solos and one duet when I was um, with the music program oh, with LRC. Okay. So when you so you're a singer. Yes. All right. So do you, do you continue that? Do you sing in any choirs? Did you do any work like that after high school? Um, I was actually planning to go uh, with this choir group um, that my old director used to. Um, well, he still does. He still um, conducts with them, but. Because of COVID, I haven't been able to audition with them yet. So COVID has really derailed a lot of plans for a lot of people. So it's derailed a little bit too. Do you want to get, as, as we get through this, and we will, I want you all to understand, we will. Um, <laughs> it, sometimes it takes longer than we hope, but we're all very careful, which is all good. Are you hoping to reignite that part of your life? 
Absolutely. In musical parts? Absolutely. Like, do you want to perform in a rainbow stage, for example, a musical piece? Or you're just a singer? I... I don't well, mean just a singer, but that, you know, you're not, you don't have the acting piece to it. Or. I was actually a performer for about 13 years. I did eight years in dance and ballet. Oh, my gosh. Um, and then I did three years with, uh, with Highbury's, um, what's it called? Musical Theatres. Yes, yes. Royal Running. Uh, and then I also did work with Folkorama. And I, yeah, and then my piece with um, Glenlawn, and I also did makeup for Glenlawn for one year with their musical theater as well. Hey, so you're, you're immersed in this culture. You love this. You love singing, you love being on the stage in the spotlight. So then you're out for, you graduate, but you don't join ATC till 2021. 2020. So, so there's a, or 2020. So yeah. there's a year hiatus there where we're going, what happened to Angelica? Where did she go? And when you see that on a resume, people ask, what happened? She, there's a gap in her resume. What happened? Tell us what happened in that year. Um, that gap was me trying to get into different schools. So I had um, two, two places that I wanted to go. It was either MITT or Red River. And then I, I saw ATC as an option as well, just because like my original plan was to go into um, data entry. Um, data entry? You're data a musical entry. singer and you want to go into <laughs> data entry? What even provoked that? Um, just because, like, I, I had a really bad leg, and I'm like, I, things like hairstyling just wasn't a thing. Yes. I was on a cane for essentially six months. Oh, gosh. Yeah, and um, when I'd go shopping, I'd have to use um, a wheelchair. Or did you ever want to drive one of those little special kids cars? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't those be fun? Oh, yeah. Okay. Were you looking at kids and going, mm, I want a piece of that. How, how do I get the, uh, the spaceship? You weren't okay i'm sorry go ahead <laughs> <laughs> yeah no so yeah i went from data entry to hairstyling in like like a month because i got called to the atc to like because i had asked if i can be proud of the hairstyling program and they told me i was on a wait list and they called me three days before the new term oh, oh wow gosh so what now why did you choose hairstyling because what? i saw you in the program and the reason you're on this podcast is i had a conversation with you and i thought you're one of the most interesting people i've ever talked to <laughs> in the hairstyling program but even in the building so what attracted you to hairstyling of all things i had to deal with a lot of like hairstylists and i had to deal a lot with makeup and stuff mm -hmm. back when i was a performer and i i was always wondering like what was it like on the other side and so that's kind of why the hairstyling but um, with my path with university, I don't get a lot of creative leeway. So I was like, hairstyling's a really good idea. I like it. And you also mentioned to me, we chatted prior to this, that it's also a way to get a special, an extra skill that no one else has. And you have some aspirations to get some post-secondary education. It also was going to help with some financial considerations, right? Because while you're going to school, you can do some hair on the side, right? And oh, you can absolutely. Do these and you can help with your training. Have you done that? Do you do people's hair on the side? I do. I okay. actually work at a salon. Oh, right on. Where do you work? I work at um, Pam's Beauty and Hair Studio at the moment. Okay. And that's on Keywayton, very far from here. Well, well, that's a long haul. So now, are you actually have your own chair or, or, do you, or are you a, a casual or what are you there? I have my own chair. Okay. Um, I'm there three days a week. Uh, but... Just because it's like super far, I, I'm probably gonna move. Okay, okay. Well, that's okay. That, that's awesome. You can do it in your basement too, I guess. Oh right? yeah, absolutely. Now, especially in COVID times, you have to be careful. But uh, um, yeah, you could. You built a skill for yourself that now you can use and leverage to help you go to school. So now you've gone to school. What was amazing about my conversation with you, and we chatted last year while you're in the program, 
was you were, you were talking about, yeah, I want to go to university. I want to be a lawyer. I said, what? You're in hairstyling and lawyer. You also, in that year though, didn't you start a little entrepreneurial venture? Oh, no, I had actually started that um, back in 2019. I do believe it was in October, November. So it's been two years now. Yes. But um, I started a small business with my sister. And what's that all about? Tell us. Um, so we take uh, old fabrics and we reuse them, we repurpose them uh, so they get out of the landfills. So we thrift them or people give them to us. And uh, we started off making scrunchies, but now we make beeswax wraps. And then when COVID hit, we started buying new fabrics and using their scraps for other things um, to make masks. And we were selling those um, out all the way out into Hawaii. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. So you, were you putting all kinds of crazy designs on them and stuff? You're making very cool masks? Oh, we were making a lot of pattern masks and uh, we were buying fabrics from like local, sh- uh, local shops and like we were getting some fabric out in Quebec. It was really cool. So you learned a lot about, what did that experience teach you about life and about making your way and being an entrepreneur? Like, I like when you said I got it from Quebec. What do you figure out about life doing this? Um, it was a lot about the hustle. Yes. Uh, yes. Absolutely. Um, there was never a moment when you're not working. So like when you're out talking with people, you have your business cards on you. You're giving them out. You're telling them about your business. And I still do that at work as well. Um, so, so you're still running the business? Um, we're currently on hiatus. Uh, on, I do believe in June, my sister and I decided to take a little bit of a break just because we were going through exams and there's a lot of things happening in our life. At the Was time. it super busy too? Are you getting lots of orders? We were, and so we finished up those orders. We were telling people, hey, we've got to close for a little bit and reorganize ourselves. And we are planning to reopen, I do believe, in the new year. Okay, well, that's cool. What's your website in case when you open up, people can jump on it? Um, we're on Etsy. We're called Stitch Sisters Winnipeg, and we're also on uh, Instagram, so you can also find us at Stitch Sisters Winnipeg. Stitch wow. Sisters Winnipeg on Instagram. How cool is that? Now, you guys, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at my two Gen Z producers here. I'm surrounded by Gen Z, so <laughs> you're making me all feel youthful and, and vibrant. I appreciate that. When you hear of the things she's selling, make sense to you guys? Yeah. yeah. So um, actually, when I was still at Windsor Park, uh, I was in J, and that was one of the products. That's that was, junior achievement. Yeah, yeah. And Mr. Magnifico knows a lot about that, right? Yes. I run. Well, I, I, vol- I volunteered there for about 20 years. Exactly. So... Um, <laughs> That was actually one of the products that was pitched to us. It was the uh, like the beeswax covers. I think it was it's something like you can cover um, instead yes. of using like uh, I want to say like that that plastic wrap you would put over saran your, wrap. This, yeah, exactly the saran wrap. You or, would use these beeswax covers yeah. and they were reusable or wax paper. Or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was one of the products that was up for running for okay. Jay. So I know that it is a big thing. So Zoe, do you go online buy scrunchies and stuff like that? I I don't like scrunchies. They, they don't. <laughs> They don't Zo- work in my That's hair. Okay. <laughs> they don't wow. work in my hair. Zoe, by the way, are you looking at Zoe thinking, hmm, hairstyling, I wonder what I could do with that. Are you thinking that? I do that to a lot of people. <laughs> it's really funny. Like, I'll, I'll be in my car, and I'll be with, like, my siblings, and be like, that person's hair is really nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. So you're looking at my hair. What are you thinking right now? I need to grow more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the great moment was before Akira so uh, so delicately chimed in. She was looking at my hair going, oh, no. I don't know. There, there's, there's not a lot there. What do I say? I know. Good. Um, no, no was, I'm kidding. It's, I'm it's kidding funny because one of my classmates cut your hair for one of our exams. I know. Yeah. Yeah, and I was talking to her. You know what I loved about this whole program and you guys in the hairstyling program? 
You learn how to talk to people. Oh, we do. I had we such do. a great conversation. That's part of the program, right? If you want to build a customer base, you have to become interested in the customer, right? And that's what you do. And I love the conversations. I love coming in the, the ATC. And I know they, they offer, what, uh, salon work and nail work and all kinds of massage work and those kinds of things. Um, I, I love when you come in and have the conversations with you guys who are starting your careers. You're all excited about it. It's just so vibrant. I always left... I've had a couple of hair, it's not really a cut anymore, it's just a hair kind of look at it and what do we do with this uh, <laughs> session. And it's, uh, I, I, I just always enjoy the conversations. It's always good stuff. So I love, you're a bit of an entrepreneur, you're a singer, you're a performer. The performer is a big piece of the entrepreneur thing, right? Oh, absolutely. It's, How it's, so? It's, um, it's really got me into like talking to people. I'm actually a very introverted person, but because of performing. You're introverted? Yes. You would say you're yeah. introverted. Okay. And that's possible, right? So do you have yeah. to really push to perform then? Um, no, because the person on stage is different from the person that you guys see in real life. Ah. Um, and it's really, it's really hard to explain that to people because when I meet new people, I'm actually very, very shy. Or when I'm doing things like this, this is performer me. Well, but, <laughs> but that's cool. So I guess... <laughs> So we will never get to know the real you. Is that what you're saying? Oh no, you you've met you've met me. <laughs> I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Like, what's the purpose <laughs> of this podcast? Then? <laughs> That's the purpose. Remember, and what we do in this podcast is we get to know the real you a bit, which is always fun. And we are getting to know you, and I know you a bit, and that's why I even I approached you on this podcast. So it's um, that's kind of cool. Now you live in. Uh, well, you're going to university now, right? Oh yeah. And taking some courses. So what's your major there? Um, I'm planning my major in psychology um, with a focus in behavioral analysis. Really? Yes. So why are you doing that? Um, why do you think that's useful? So I wasn't, I wasn't really like, um, I was like law isn't really my, my biggest concern. I wanted to be a, um, oh God, what was it called? <laughs> I wanted to be a jury consultant and that you need a master in psychology so i'm a jury consultant yes i didn't even know that existed have you ever heard of that you guys i haven't what do they what do they do um have you have any of you watched bull no. yes yes no. i love that no. show Do oh, dr okay. bull is um is a is a jury consultant and he oh um, that's the job yes and he he observes a, your jury pool and he works with lawyers and um are he, they like the i couldn't tell you because I haven't watched the show. Is that the type of person that would like watch the jury and like kind of observe what they're doing? Or, yeah. Like, ask them like, what are you, what are you gonna, what are you gonna do? <laughs> well, the lawyer does that, and yeah. so I give the lawyer. So you're a consultant to the lawyer. Yes. About the jury. Yes. And the kind, kind of, of person actually. you need on this jury. That's cool. Yeah. And the kind of attitudes and cultures that they bring to these this particular jury. You're you're one who would formulate those and create those and collaborate with lawyers on that. Yes. Oh, that's pretty cool. So what attracts you to that? Why not the lawyer? Why, Why not, not be the lawyer? big fish? <laughs> Just because I'm not the biggest, like, arguer. I don't like being in the spotlight and arguing with people. You think lawyers argue with people? 100% they do. Oh, yes, <laughs> 100%. Thank you. <laughs> Have you seen Judge Judy? Judge Judy. <laughs> That's right. He yells at you. Judge Judy. That's true. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I watch Jimmy Kimmel. He does uh, Judge Jimmy. I don't know if Judge you do that. Jimmy he's he's got a crazy that. episode where he does Judge Jimmy. It's hilarious. <laughs> the thing about lawyers, though, it's like they argue, but they're very smart about how they argue. Oh, they, absolutely. Like, there's well, a, it's yeah. a method. There's a, like, I feel well, like if you're going to be a lawyer, there's a, you learn a way of arguing. There's oh, a method to the madness, really. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's a great line. They're and you know people. what? And it's, you have to learn a whole language to be a lawyer. That's, that's a great thing about a lawyer. If you do get into this profession and the cluster, that's a cluster, what I, I call the cluster of law would be a, a jury person. Like 
You're talking. What, what did you call him? A jury what? A jury consultant. A, a jury consultant. Yeah. That's part of the cluster of the law profession, which is pretty cool. But these guys have to learn a new language, <laughs> and that's what makes them so valuable uh, uh, to their to their kind of their workplace, because no one can understand what they're talking about. Whenever you get a document from a lawyer, you need a lawyer to read the document. You need a lawyer to read the lawyer's document. Like it's an amazing profession that's created this world of we're the only ones that can do this. So you better call us, right? Yeah. Which is all good. Um, Like another thing about the writing thing, like something that really brought me into law and stuff is that I'm also a writer. Oh Um, gosh. So (laughs) what do you mean you're a writer? I'm a published writer. I was where? uh, Where do you publish? I got published with um, oh boy, what is what is that program? Um, oh my god, it's it's a competition in Canada for um, kids in high school. I don't remember what it's called at the moment. Uh, Polar Expressions. I was I Polar was, Expressions. Yeah, oh, I was for you. published with Polar Expressions in 2019 with a short story. Um, but I'm also being published on Vocal, and every view gets an, um, pays me. So yeah, that's awesome. Is, is it cool to be paid for your writing? Um, it is pretty cool, but it's also very nerve-wracking because, like, I have never really made it onto the trends of, um, of the website, and so I don't get a lot of views. But that's okay. Like, you know what? You, you'll work that out if you keep at it. I write a little bit, too, and write for articles and write for magazines, and I've written some short stories and such. It's, it's a challenge. you got to love. Do you love writing? Oh, I absolutely do, and I've been writing probably for about the past six years. Okay. What do you love about it? Um, it really just gets your, um, your creative, like, side going, and you, you can talk about things that you feel like you can't talk about in real life. That's right, eh? Absolutely. That's, that, that's a great way to talk about it. Do you guys write? Are you writers, or do you shun I'm, it? I'm writing. not a writer. I hate writing. Like, yeah, this, this is my Cracker Jack production team. I hate <laughs> writing. I want nothing to do with I, it. I'll be honest with you. I got lucked out with my English teacher uh, in grade 12. He gave me the option of doing oral presentations instead of essays. So I oh. did everything as in front of the class. If it was like we were, he was like, "Okay, we're gonna read this book. You need to write an essay about it." I was like, "I'll present it." Well, what if you need to write script for your broadcast media oh, okay, well, piece? No, no, there's a that's a different language actually. Like yeah. you were saying with lawyers, there's a language to writing scripts for broadcasting. Yes, yes, yes. I'm talking like I, I can't write a story. I can't do that. I hate <laughs> writing. I'm an okay writer. I just don't like doing it. Again, my crackerjack communication team here from <laughs> from the broadcast media program, and I'm saying these guys, I would never have guessed because you are good communicators and you are kind of smart about things. But you're going to have to write at some point. That's one of the things schools does for you. As much as people hate school, it teaches you to read and write. Oh yeah, and, yeah absolutely. And, and do math. So yeah, I would. And and kids don't get into it sometimes. But <laughs> you know, as I look back on life, you know, soak it up. As much as you can, soak it up while you're not paying for it. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. I, I mean that sincerely, because once you true. leave, are you going to start paying for it, Angelica? Oh, I'm already paying for it. <laughs> I, was, I was paying for it at the school. Oh, I my know. God. I know, because you came later, right? I did. I came after high school, so I had to pay. Yeah, so I, for me, you're in a broadcast media program. What are you paying for this? We aren't paying anything because well, I'm, well, I'm not paying. Well, there's anything. a registration fee I had to do, but like I know twenty I like, bucks. Yeah, it's not much. Yeah, oh, so yeah. I, that, that's why when I say to high school students, if you're interested in this now, you can go to the broadcast media. Would you have done this in high school, um, or or no? You were kind of focused on the music gig. I well, I actually did filmmaking when I was in high school, and I actually did come here for a little bit for a oh, good for for a little bit of a culture share of, of what we do, and we did a little bit of co- a competition of like 
Four different yes, schools, yes, and we all yeah, came here. Yeah, it, you would have been brilliant in this program, <laughs> Angelica, I really think, because there is a combination of communication, performance, and all those kinds of pieces as yeah. well. But it would have taken away from the other cool things you were doing. And you have to make calls, right? You have to make some decisions to move forward. But you guys are getting an education for nothing here that, that is going to be highly valued outside. I shouldn't say nothing. Your parents are yeah. paying taxes. We're all paying taxes <laughs> for you to be here, okay? I mean, the amount of times, like, I even, I, it comes up all the time. Like I brought it up yesterday when I was at Windsor Park. A teacher approached me and asked me, like, where are you guys from? And I'm like, oh, we're from ATC, you know, like, and they're like, so what is that? I'm like, well, it's actually a program that if you're an LRSD student or, like, Zoe's case, yeah, you're a student, you can, like... You Zoe, where are you from? Give it to us. I'm from St. Anne, Pointe yeah. de Chêne. Pointe de Chêne. So you, did you, you have to pay for something? What do you mean? Like, to get into the class, did you have to pay something? Um, small registration fee. My school division pays for the rest. That's right. Okay. If yeah. you're outside, you got to pay for it. But if you're from a division and you're you're still a high school student, yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's, it's, like, free. it's kind of free for I you. I explained that to them. And Beyond taxes, I'm I'm a paying. Ta you yeah. guys don't pay a lot of taxes. You're paying taxes. I'm paying taxes. You guys aren't paying taxes yet, so we're still paying for you. But I want to say, I'm on behalf taxes. of all the taxpayers, on behalf of all the taxpayers, I'm happy to educate you. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're but, welcome. Um, you're welcome. You're welcome, both of you. <laughs> Thank you, Ms. Ragnar. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, okay. absolutely. <laughs> and you're paying it, too. So. I am paying yeah, it, too. Yeah, you should be thanking Angelica, too. She's actually... But no, for like for real, the, the, I was explaining to them, I was like, not enough people know, like, once you leave, like, this is free, right? right? It's basically free. Well, yeah, basically. Basically, basically free. free, yeah. And um, once you leave, you, you can work in the program, like, the industry, like, the field that you took. Yeah, like, immediately. Right like, immediately, yeah. straight yeah. out of it. And not enough people know that, so they'll go to university do the five-year programs or whatever, five-year courses. They'll pay for it just to do what we're doing right out of this program. Yeah, yeah but, and that's very true, yeah. And that's very true. But, Angelica, you're doing that. So what, what's the great value for you going to university? Tell us about that. Because there is. Like, you guys are – what you said is important, but there's also great value in taking more education. True. And, and building up that part of you. Why are you doing that, Angelica? Um – that's a good question. Um. <laughs> Dang, I don't know. Okay. Well, Angelica today just dropped out of the University of Manitoba. It's a bit of a shame. I saw such potential. Anyway, no, why are you doing that? Um, it's for the deeper education, and I'm, I'm, I really yes. love learning. And so going to university was one of my biggest things, and so I can continue learning. Um, like, my, my original major was going to be English, and then I switched it up this year, like, probably a month before I started Hey, I love what you said. It is about a deeper education. That, that was yeah. a word. And you love learning, and that's why we go to these schools. I suspect you too, as much as you think you're hitting the ground running, you'll, you'll never take more school again. You will. I'll probably and, end up going to and, college. And, and, yeah. and, and because you'll start connecting to a network out there that says, hey, we really like you. Here's the level you're working at. You want to move to this level. Here's the extra education. Take. And you'll take it, you may take it while you're working and stuff, right? But that's, I love that you're hitting the ground running. I love that you hit the ground running because you're already doing stuff and, and, and you're, you're, you're entrepreneurial and you, you're going to get your website ignited again with some of your cool products and you can do some hairstyle and you've got a chair out in Key Waiting that you're doing work. You're a multifaceted person. Would you say the ATC experience has been really important to you? Oh, absolutely. And they give you a lot of opportunities to do a lot of things. And so like... Um, when I was in a hairstyling program, it wasn't just hair. We were learning about skin. We were learning about nails. We were learning about a lot of things. And that also opens the door up for um, a lot of people who doesn't go to university or people who stay in the hairstyling program and, or, um, and just go into cosmetology and, yes. uh, as well. And so things like that are super cool. Yes, yes, absolutely. 
So tell us, you know what, you, you said something that's really cool. I said, why don't we hook this up from your house? Do you remember we talked about that? We'll just hook you up with your cell phone and we can do this at your house. She goes, no, I, I, I have to come in. I said, well, why do you have to come in? Because my house is a little noisy. Well, why is it so noisy? Tell us about your cool house. And I just feel so, I almost feel proud of you and your family <laughs> for doing all this work. Talk about that a bit, what your house is like. Um, my household, we, we have nine people living in our house and two dogs. Oh, wow. That's too much. Do the dogs bark? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> they like fighting a lot. <laughs> I got a couple dogs as well. And, uh, yeah, if there's, they hear a noise. You just go off. You know, the toilet's running. They're, they're wondering what's going on. What's going hey, on? What is that? What, what is that? And they're sniffing around. Anyway, talk about the environment of your house. I, I thought it was so amazing. Um, so five of us are adults, and that's my blood family. And then four of them are fosters and so we have kids that are running, ranging from nine months to seven years in there that's amazing so why do you do that work why does your family do that kind of work that's amazing four fosters in your house four fosters we started this back in 2017 i do believe and we my parents when i got into high school were um the house was quiet. We recently had bought a new house and it was a really big one and it was too quiet for them because all three of us were out studying or in our room studying or something like that. And so they were like, I want some noise in the house. And so we got some fosters. So is, when you said I, we have to do this in another room or we have to do this in another building, it's that loud? It's that loud. Actually, when I received the text, I woke up to one of our kids having a tantrum. Okay. Oh, this morning? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> that's really cool. So now, how do you feel in this house that's so crowded? And you've taken these people in. So you're really, for me, you're changing the lives of these kids in the, in the best and most positive way. So I just find that so powerful. How do you feel about it? Because you're in the midst of this chaos sometime, right? Oh, absolutely. But do you see the bigger picture? Or sometimes you're going, what are these guys doing here? Um, I've had kids ranging from like, a, like we've had them at most at the moment for three years and then at least for like three months yes. and so the longer I have them the more influence I get to have with them as um, I'm I'm less of a foster sister now just because I'm I'm much older than them so I'm more like a foster mom and there's like yes and so I get to be this parental type of figure to them um, where they didn't have any for a period of time in their life. So that's important. So you're being a role model to these folks, right? Yeah. How does how do you feel being a role model at such a young age so quickly? Um, you know, the thing is, I was I've always been a role model for like my younger peers. Um, I have been a role model for my cousins, and so it hasn't really been too much of a change. But the change, the biggest change that I had to go through was being a parent at like 16. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That, was it hard? Did it challenge you? And did you go, oh gosh, why? <laughs> I'm still going like that sometimes, and I feel like <laughs> I feel like a lot of parents go through that. Of but course, like, of course, especially in COVID time. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Hey, good for you. Very proud of that work you're doing, and and the kinds of things you're thinking about in your life and moving forward with. Are you still thinking if that law doesn't work out? Are you thinking something else, or do you have any else in your in your in your back pocket you might be thinking about backup well, plan? My backup plan was hairstyling, but okay. um, if I do continue university, my my parents and a lot of people who around me um, were thinking that I should go into um, teaching 
Oh, gosh. Yeah, you would. You've, you've got a beautiful disposition about yourself. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, they're thinking about me being an English teacher, and I, that's not a bad idea, and I honestly probably would go into that. Well, and that's cool. If, you know what? If you like to write, I, and I'm a big fan. I, I teach, I, I'm an ELA teacher as well. If you like to write, then, uh, of course, these other guys are, look at, they're shaking their heads. They're shaking their heads. Yeah. They're like laughing over there. Both these guys are going, oh, my gosh, where yeah. can I find the Skittles or something? Well, anyway. Soul, Mr. Payne, if you're listening to this, thank you for letting me do it. Okay. You're welcome. Anyway, uh, that might be another opportunity for you. But it sounds like you're on a path. Like, you've done a lot of things already as a young person. You've already done a lot of things. You've tried a lot of things. You've experimented. You're iterating. You prototype your life, kind of. That's why I like to talk about it. And that's really neat. You, keep, you continue to discover things about yourself. I see nothing but cool things for you down the road. <laughs> because of all your experiences, all the dots you're collecting in your life, and as you connect them down the road, boy, you're just going to become a, some kind of leader somewhere because you have this sense of leadership about you. So you have some great options. I, I'd love you to be, a, honestly, a jury consultant. Oh, you yeah. can be... The bullet, bullet. <laughs> I don't know. If you guys never watched Bull, you got to watch it. It's a great show. Oh, absolutely. It's a wonderful show. It's good fun. Anyway, you know what, Angelica? We do something in this um, podcast called the Whip It Round. And I'll be honest, we did it the last couple of times. It's been lame. It's been absolutely <laughs> lame. I'm sorry, you guys. So we, we're gonna, we need a new energy to it. So I'm going to turn it over to Zoe. Here's what we do. We're going to ask you quick questions. You have to answer quickly. Like, don't think about them. What comes to your head? And they're simple things. You'll see that it's an either or, or it's a, something that comes to your head quickly. So, I mean, don't labor on this. It's just an extra way for us to get to know some of your idiosyncrasies or some of your preferences and that kind of thing. So are you ready, you two? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so you, you're going <laughs> to yeah. turn this into the best one we've ever done, right? We're going to try. <laughs> Here <laughs> yes, we go. Here we go. So all about trying. I'll, I'll turn this. it over to Zoe. Is that okay? Yeah. You're going to start it off? Yeah. Okay, here's the whip it round. All right, so, yeah, it's called the Whip It Round. We're going to ask you a series of questions, and, and you have to answer as fast as you can. So I'll read the first few questions, and then Akira will take the other half. Yes, I will. <laughs> <You know? laughs> All right, let's go. All right, uh, what's your favorite music genre? Oh, my favorite, oh, God. Um, I don't have one. <laughs> uh, what's your ringtone? Um, the default on iPhones. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your favorite podcast? I'm currently listening to, I was actually listening to one on the way here. I was listening to Escaping Denver. We'll replace what? that with Adventures <laughs> in Careerland. Okay, go. <laughs> okay. What? Adventures in Careerland. We'll, we'll, Sorry, we'll, we'll edit that in. Keep we'll going, keep going. going. Adventures in Careerland. Uh, what's, <laughs> what's your favorite app? Instagram. Okay. Um, and do you prefer Lego or coloring books? Lego. Is your desk messy or clean? Messy. What's your dream vacation? Japan. Do you prefer summer or winter? Winter. What's your favorite music artist? Hosier. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars, all the way. And you just got whopped. You got whopped. That was it. A little better energy. What did you think of that? Uh, that was fun. <laughs> um, she's fun. Her eyes are, you we know, got a, We got an editing career land there. We just got a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. edited it on top of it. Okay, just say so, career land right now. Yeah. So, what? What's your Adventures, favorite podcast? You got, Adventures in career. You got to say it. You got to say it. And because if you say that, there might be a t-shirt that I'm holding up or... If it is indeed your favorite, an actual sweatshirt. Oh my god, it's a crew neck. I love crew necks. Crew neck. See, she loves a crew neck. I'm trying to get <laughs> these guys to wear crew necks. Podcast. Adventures in Careerland. Oh, well done, well <laughs> done. So we present to you the Adventures in Careerland podcast, 
It is a medium. I hope that fits. Is it oh, I always it? wear baggy clothes, except for today, apparently. I can oh, get you. you know I what? can get you a large if you want oh, before you go. It's yeah. up to you. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I would I'll totally take a large. <laughs> so don't leave until I uh, get back to you. You can take if you want. If you don't want the sweatshirt, there's a large T-shirt, whichever one you like. I'll but, take the sweatshirt. They're okay. warmer. <laughs> All right, I'll get it for you. Hey, Angelica, thank you for doing this with us today. And I'm glad we got you out of bed. We, uh, I thought for sure. I, 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 I love that, the, that that your foster kids kind of helped you get out of bed too. So we owe them a great debt of gratitude great for debt. that. Yep. Yes. So that was awesome. You're a very interesting person, and you've done a lot of things that are shaping you and developing your sensibility and where you fit in this world. We just think you've done some amazing things, and you, and I hope you continue to develop your special skills. You guys have anything? Uh, Look at these guys. They're, they're half asleep. Like yeah. She's over there. No, you know what? I'm actually, I'm really trying to think like, wow, I wouldn't have passed DLA. <laughs> okay. I'm sitting here like, dang. It's very funny when you say that because I actually took a university ELA class when I was in high school. Hated. Oh, was that AP, wow. advanced placement? Yes. Okay, yeah, I, I used to teach advanced if placement. If there was, was like an essential to ELA, I would have taken like the essential of essentials for ELA. So... Congratulations, Adelica. You brought great trauma to, no, to, I, you know to Akira, reminding here. him of his futility in ELA. There's, I, a, I there's that, a thing that's this crystal over there, and I'm sitting there reading it, and I'm like, man. I, I know I, that student. I'm okay. like, I suck at Crystal. ELA. <laughs> okay. Anyway, that's good. Well, you, what are you implying? You can't read that? Or I don't understand. It, you know what? Something about it looks wrong. He's looking at something on the wall, by the way, okay? That's where... I'm staring at the wall. This guy wandered. This guy's mind wanders. That's, that's awesome. Anyway, this hey, thank you, Angelica. That was great. I thank the producers. And hey, in this COVID time, everybody be safe. Take care of yourself. And that's our episode for today of Adventures in Careerland. Take care, everybody. Bye.